Microsoft spends so much money. I have ants, and we're going to talk about Billy Joel teaching some history all today on this episode of Dude Soup. We were taking bets on how long it was till he was going to get to the ants. It's also it's pronounced ants. <laughs> I, or in I don't my have case, an TT. That's, that's what I know. TT. I grew up not knowing that I had aunts um, uh, because um, well, all, my mom's side is 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 strange, unconventional. All your family's like, Latino, but mm-hmm. you never learned well, my father's Spanish, side. so you didn't know what any of the titles I, well, meant. That's the thing. I learned Spanish the way you're supposed to learn a language, by just that learning results. a phonetic thing oh. and then it applying to something mm-hmm. without necessarily having to do any translation in my head. So I had my I had my uh, dad's sisters who I knew as Titi Ani and Titi Milta. Hmm. And then I had my grandmother who I thought her name was Abuela. Yeah. So that's that's just how I <laughs> lived. I, I was called Nino a lot growing up, being around. It's the storm. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was El yeah, Nino. No. <laughs> People pointed and. They, did, they didn't call me El Nino. They just said, hey, Nino. And I did. I just learned that. And then there was another insult. My uh, my uh girlfriend in high school her mom was or her family was puerto rican and she had some insult for me and every other boy that came by it meant you had a big head but i forgot exactly what cabeza? it was cabeza is that it i mean no cabeza, no, no. cabeza would be your head it was something i forget cabeza grande grande cabeza <laughs> that's what she would call the, cabeza uh, a, she didn't have a lisp mucho, mucho. the punjabi kids called me guri which means white oh yeah that's oh. nice yeah but that was like Love, right? That yeah. came from a place. I mean, of, it's Toronto. We're all mixing it up. Who cares? Yeah, best friends <laughs> up know? north. Uh, oh, hey, hey, everyone. I'm I'm Adam, your host today. I'm joined by James and Elise, and we're just we're just talking. We're talking about stuff. This is a podcast. It's Dude Soup. Uh, I assume this is your first time here. Let me explain what a podcast is for you. Uh, this is where we talk about whatever we want. We we're so confined every day during the week on the sort of content that we make. We can only talk about the game that's in front of us. Once a week, we get together and we can just say whatever is on our minds. Keep it real cool. fast and loose yeah. in a structured way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yep. the film Footloose, which I have not seen. <laughs> I've but never I've seen it things. either. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those movies where you know the entire story, right, forward and backwards, but you've never actually seen it. But everyone knows all stories have been told. We all know the story. It, it doesn't matter. It's how we experience it. It's like music, guys. Like, there's mm-hmm. only so many progressions of notes that we can make, so many combinations. It's how you use those progressions that tells you whether or not Kevin Bacon can dance. <laughs> Avatar, Pocahontas. We've seen it all before and we'll oh, see it right, again. Right, right. Mulan, Mulan, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All still the different movies. I still have, I don't think I'm going to pay the 30 bucks. Don't. The, I, yeah, because you I told me not to. considered Filmhouse this week being a review of Mulan, and then I was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, something I read about, or just, I, there, there's this insufferable podcast I listen to, because I do the, spot, the Spotify, like, here's your, uh, we made a mix for you and they'll just throw certain podcasts at you. And there's this mm-hmm. one that's about the stock market. And I know nothing about stocks. I know James, you follow that stuff probably a bit more than I do. Like you're more invested in investments uh, and stuff like that. Like yeah. you seem more well cultured, yeah. but yes. Uh, yes. Yes. yes, come <laughs> to me. In fact, if anyone wants to send me money, I'm starting a hedge fund. Mm. I'm going to use my limitless stock knowledge to invest your money for a small fee 
Um, there's no risk unless I go to jail, mm-hmm. in which case all of your money is going to be used to pay my legal fees. But oh. yes, I am kind of known as the stock guy. Hmm. Well, I asked I, him to show me a bear stock, and it was a drawing of Winnie the Pooh in a, a corn field. I, I actually know that terminology because there's the bull stock. Mm-hmm. Bullish, <laughs> bull is stock. good. Bullish. Bull is and good. The, and the bears. Bears bad. Yeah, bears, bears bad. I've seen no the revenue, and that bear rips Leonardo DiCaprio in half. I always thought I, it wasn't fair for the bear. No, not really. It was just protecting its cubs. Well, no, I meant like to be applied to the stock market in such a way and say, oh, things Mm -hmm. are bad. It's bear market. Oh, things are bad. What would you call it in a sense like the burro or (laughs) burro? No, again, I don't want to take that. I wouldn't want to take the it should be like a bull bull market or like a human market. Because I feel like human is one of the lamest animals. (laughs) That's in my opinion. Maybe. Oh, so like I've I've seen the video of they're 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 talking about how humans evolved in the way where we could sweat because uh it, like it's the idea is that we could basically kind of run forever because we're able to you regulate your own temperature because you yeah, sweat we're, and we're, then the, you cool yeah we're unique in that way and it was this video where it was it was like a like an African tribesman just chasing a cheetah it's like the cheetah can run very fast. But he gets tired because he can't mm-hmm. sweat, and this guy with a stick is just mm-hmm. chasing him. Like, yeah. like, wow, humans. I guess we are are kind of cool, but then, yeah, we, we don't. We don't. Maybe we we don't take advantage of that. We're, we're like, it's in, hot. No, we're impressively made biologically. It's just mm-hmm. it's our brains. Our brains can't keep up with the society yeah. we live in. And then we evolve too far enough to get Botox for our overactive sweat glands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to shut those off. Which is okay. what I was reading someone in an Amazon. I was just looking up soap on Amazon. And then mm-hmm. someone in a review was going on about their Botox for their glands. And I was like, I just want to know if it smells good. <laughs> they were going off on it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, haven't done enough. I've never actually written an Amazon review. Same. I've lied and said I was going to. Or mm. like I've done the uh, like the thumbtack thing. We're like, hey, just leave me a positive review. I'm like, whatever gets you out of my house, and mm-hmm. then I don't say anything. But yeah, I don't. One one day that'll come back to bite me, I guess. Uh, hey, you want to talk about some news that happened sure. in the bull market? Uh, Microsoft bought ZeniMax for seven point five billion dollars. That's wow. That's that's nice. our big story today. That's that um big story. How many houses could that have fed? Anyway, uh, <laughs> at least three Minecrafts, I think, nice. is what they, they paid for it. So that's almost wait. That's more than a Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars was four, four right? Billion. Yeah. Uh, Marvel change. was roughly four billion. Uh, back in the day, Fox bought MySpace for 500 million. Mm-hmm. But they got a portfolio from ZeniMax. Oh, God. Yes, Elise. That, that's the uh, we say ZeniMax, but I think most people will know ZeniMax by uh, the biggest, I think, little company that has it within it, uh, Bethesda, uh, who mm-hmm. holds the the keys, the sacred keys to the Elder Scrolls franchise, Fallout, and the upcoming uh, RPG Starfield, which we still mm-hmm. know basically nothing about. But on top of that, they got Wolfenstein, Evil Within, Tok- Tokyo Ghostwire, uh, Doom. That's got to be a pretty nice little crown jewel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also includes uh, Quake, Rage, Prey, Deathloop, Dishonored, Elder Scrolls Online, and then uh, there's even... Uh, other games like, uh, well, there's another studio in there, Alpha Dog Studios, which is a smaller, more mobile-focused company. But uh, they have a lot. Uh, they mm-hmm. got a lot in this purchase, which is insanity. Um, there's already all the fan art of 
of uh, Doom Guy and Master Chief. <laughs> I mean, they're already so basically the most. Yes. Yeah, yes. they're already essentially the default video game yeah. protagonist. So yeah, they might I, as well I, put him in something. They can both finally be in Smash Brothers. Wait, <laughs> that Dang was it. one of the first tweets I saw. Was does this make it? More or less likely that we'll see Doom Guy and Master Chief in Smash Brothers because I'm losing track. Yeah, uh, some people were actually a little worried because uh, Tokyo Ghostwire and Deathloop were supposed to be PS5 exclusives, also coming to PC. The word exclusive has lost all meaning in this generation and a little bit before that. But uh, yeah, Microsoft's still going to honor those previous agreements. This is similar to what happened with, uh, I believe, The Outer Worlds, where they bought Obsidian. And that game had already planned to go multi-platform, and they just let it go. Uh, but same the, with Psychonauts too. Psychonauts yeah, too, oh, that's, yeah. My God, that it uh, it feels like Microsoft does this. We we hear this news, right? They they buy a studio and they buy something, and then we kind of quickly forget about it. I com- I totally forgot. Yeah, Microsoft had bought a uh, uh, total uh, double fine. That's mm-hmm. it yeah. just kind of came not away, me. But, no, well, I think about not. it every day. I go Can't to sleep about it. Wake um, up every day. Also, like Ninja Theory. James and I just played through Hellblade together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was, I'm excited, really excited now for the sequel. But then I kind of had a moment where I was like, oh, didn't Microsoft buy them? I think they did. Mm-hmm. It's weird because there are these little PR blips. And I'm also, I'm, I'm so curious about the, the console exclusive stuff with this one, where with Deathloop and with Tokyo Ghostwire, if it was contractually from Bethesda's side, from from pardon me, not Bethesda, but from Zenimax's side, where they said you have to keep, you know, the word with these exclusives, you have to still, mm-hmm. you know, honor this. Mm-hmm. Um, or if that was Microsoft saying, well, we learned our lesson with the Xbox One launch, how bad PR can just set us back so much, we don't want to even dance with the idea of saying, you know, you're not going to get these on PlayStation. So we're going to be good guys. We're going to go for the PR win here and we're going to say, yes, you can still get these titles. We're not going to lock them to our software. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have to be curious as to whether the delay for Deathloop had any, anything to do with this acu- like acquisition. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of legal documents that have all of this sorted out. I would already. love to know which side it's coming from, though. Like, But I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure that when... ZeniMax signed whatever contract they signed with Sony about Deathloop and, you know, Tokyo Ghostwire. It didn't say unless we get bowed out and then, you know, we got to do what we got to do. It probably had clarifications in it. So when they went to the table for the deal with Microsoft, I think it was probably like buying a used car that has a slight ding in the door. It's like, it's like, well, we're going to sell you this car. And then Microsoft goes, we love the car. There's a ding in the door, though, so we're not going to pay full blue book value. And they're like, mm. yeah, we get it. But if you get it, the whole thing, then you, you, you're you going to have to figure out how what to do with the ding in the door. And they're like, all right, fine. So then you buy a car with the ding in the door. Like, I bet that it wasn't I don't think it was like generosity or or like a moral high ground from any of the parties. I bet it was just like, well, we really like the idea of this deal going through. And so we understand that there are these prior legal things that we can't break. Um, so you don't think that this is PR strategy on Microsoft's part? I don't think so. I mean, I think I think if we had gone back a few years ago, you might have seen a different version of Microsoft that crossed their arms and said, harumph, well, 
that looks really how if it's our studio, why are we making games for them? But I think we're really beyond that. I think both of these organizations, Sony and Microsoft and everything in between, have made billions and billions of dollars while, quote unquote, competing with each other for the last decade and a half. And they're like, oh, like we are finally at the point where only a handful of companies have survived to be like, oh, there's plenty of money for all of us. And we own them all. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so I think there's it's probably more of a decision of like, ah, that's fine. Yeah, they can take those. We're gonna have all the rest of these. And in the future, because that what I think is at the heart of all these Microsoft acquisitions is that you remember how every single time they wanted to put a Blu-ray player in uh Microsoft Xbox, they had to pay Sony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be the flip of that. I think they hated it so much that they're going to be... I don't think that we're going to see a world where they're necessarily... They're, they're not exclusive. Exclusive. They're going to say, oh, yeah, Sony, you can have any game you want to. You're just going to have to pay the Microsoft Premium. licensing fee or whatever, yeah. you know, like per the game. So it's I either... I think you're right. I don't think they're doing this for the exclusives. I don't know. I mean, I think there may be some. I think they, they like the idea of having the financial accountability for everything because they want to see all the numbers so they can know exactly how much they have to make off their games pass you know Mm. streaming games platform to justify it you know it's like why netflix started buying up ips as opposed to licensing ips it made more sense for them to be able to control all the numbers so now most of what you see on netflix is a netflix original because they know how much everything costs and they know how much they take in and they know yeah, how, what they have to do. I see it from a different perspective, but Adam, what do you think? <laughs> oh no, I was just, <laughs> I, I'm, you guys are both making interesting arguments on both sides. It's tough because on one hand, Microsoft's has sort of been the, the joke, right? The last, the last generation was they didn't have any exclusives mm-hmm. and everyone pointed to Sony's advantage of having exclusive after exclusive and, this seems like Microsoft playing the long game of we're going to just gobble up as much as we can so that we can get it out there. You know, we can, we can, everyone has to buy our console, except their whole strategy seems like to be switching to games pass. And then games like Ori are coming out on the switch and Viva Pinata before that came on DS, you know, way back when, but is this Microsoft trying to get games pass on PlayStation or on switch? Like they've talked about that before. I, I do think it's directly connected to Game Pass that this is part of that strategy of not necessarily acquiring studios so that they would, they can have exclusives or IP exclusives, but just a broader library for Game Pass and to say to consumers, sure, you can also play this on PS5, but you can it'll be in our Game Pass library mm-hmm. and they can dictate price points on these games, which I'm sure is lucrative for them and kind of just have a, a stronger arm in all these studios. Does it Though, look more like a Epic Game Store where maybe it's like an exclusive for a while over here and then after mm-hmm. a year when they've made their money, they go, okay, Sony, you can have it now. And then they make another round of funding yeah. off of a game that mm-hmm. came out a year ago. Todd Howard yeah. was interviewed about this and he specifically said it's not about the platform. It's about getting the games in the hand as 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 many people as we can, mm-hmm. and Game Pass definitely seems to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's and it, he also uh, had his own game made for him so that he could get his own a uh, thousand gamer score points. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I didn't what's see that? that? In his little his blog, he wrote this. It was it was very heartwarming. But he got a lifetime achievement award, and he uh, 
he made some joke to someone at Microsoft, like, what's that in gamer score points? Because they're all nerds. And <laughs> then they basically made a game just for him that he downloaded. And when he opened it, it gave him a thousand gamer score points. It was a lifetime achievement like thing. Mm-hmm. But he's the only one who has it. I was like, well, that delegitimizes nice the, the, the gamer score uh, <laughs> platform entirely. <laughs> and the I will no longer <laughs> the ethics be and game scores. participating. This is, this is what sinks Microsoft, this whole thing. Yeah, correction. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, had a, a, I had a question for you guys. Do you think Microsoft would enter into a trade agreement with Sony where they say, all right, you want Elder Scrolls? We want God of War. And they have these like trades where they're like, we want certain some of your games go multi-platform if ours go multi-platform or do you think that's just that's too too much fun i i don't think sony would do that and i have no idea never been in a board meeting i don't know that i've ever spoken to anyone that works at sony (laughs) um but it just seems like the approach that they're taking is very different i think the reason we're having this conversation about microsoft is because their business practice is like whoa okay this is worth discussing Whereas I think Sony is more, we are down with the kind of conventional system of things. You know, we want a mm-hmm. box in your living room that you put a disc in or download something to and play a game off of. Part so. of me feels like, you know, we saw the three heads of the dragon all share the stage at the 2019 <laughs> Game Awards. Anything mm-hmm. is possible. We don't know what conversations were happening behind that curtain. However, whose yacht do you want to hang out with? Hang out on I, I do think that to Sony, a lot of those IPs are jewels in the crown and they love having those exclusives. They love building those franchises, acquiring new ones mm-hmm. and, and finding those those unique takes. So I while I think it would be really cool and honestly usher in a really new and interesting and uh less toxic era of gaming to say, yes, these, these are just IPs that exist among platforms. I can't, I couldn't see Sony doing that. I, I, yeah, I agree with Elise. I think that, I think another thing too is Sony has been really successful with their exclusives. Yes. Whereas Microsoft has not. So Mm. if in terms of changing the narrative, it's like if Microsoft isn't successful with exclusives and Sony is, that's like, I'm trying to find a f- good analogy here, but basically like some sort of competition where it's like, oh, well, that part of the competition isn't important to me mm-hmm. because a triathlon, a triathlon. But you, this person isn't very good at biking, but you right? shoot really well. But they're like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, the biking is just a third of the whole competition. Yeah. So why would I over focus on the biking? Meanwhile, Sony is breaking cycling rec- records Every single time it competes in a triathlon, you know, so mm-hmm. Sony would disagree and say, mm, I think cycling's pretty important. Yeah, there, I, we figured my, out Microsoft, an analogy together. Microsoft's behavior has been with Phil Spencer taking over definitely has felt like like, hey, we're all friends. You know what? We it, it seems they're taking kind of this humble approach. But then at the same time, they're like, and we also have unlimited money and we're going to buy Elder Scrolls because mm-hmm. yeah. we can. And so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get a Epic Games store vibe from a lot of this, which is just, well, if you can't beat them with original IP, just buy it all. So yeah, we're going to get you to buy into the Microsoft ecosystem. It might be not be by a console, but it's going to be by our subscription platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys get your uh, Microsoft switches yet? Yes. I did. Yeah, I yeah. got a game, a Game Pass controller this thing. Uh, yeah. How do you, have you tried the- it? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't had a chance to mess with it much, but so like this is from Razer uh, for audio listeners. Mm-hmm. We're using this little thing. It's basically two sides of a switch, but uh, mm-hmm. it looks like, um, you know, for like an Xbox controller. So I can't mm-hmm. really get this little you back thing. You were pretty into it. You pulled them. You pulled the the blocks apart at the at top and bottom of the thing yeah, that yeah. says and then pass hold on. so pull that apart and then yeah. it comes you apart. Bang it against it a rock yeah and yeah then and then you have that and then you can atta- put a phone in the center and then you can play yeah. on pass. a phone i am very excited because well, well as disclosure we were provided with some of these. they were sent to us yeah oh yeah these are um, these are like uh promotional yeah dealies um i i'm very excited because of the how i've been playing most of my games and most of it is either I'm on PC devoted to game time or I'm sitting on the couch playing a game while also watching TV. I mean, at least I don't have a ton of living space. And so it's not like I can go into my gaming room while she goes and reads in the library. Like we basically have one room Men have, li- have gaming rooms. Women have libraries. That's, I, that's Yeah. <laughs> I'll go into the, the I'm just saying I'm just saying we don't have a place to we don't have a place where one can go and the other can't like even mm-hmm. here where we're sitting now mm-hmm. the I can see the couch and the TV this is where we would do everything so you don't have that separation like which and Harry. means you have to find a way to live together in that in that lifestyle so yeah to coexist there's a term <laughs> for it and so to coexist it's to have the lowest profile way to access gaming and switch has been that for me in yeah. spades you know like sitting on the couch boom just doing some gaming and she's doing maybe she's playing games too maybe you know maybe she's reading a book about something women would read i don't know how to Politics. get a library a oh, room little, of one's own <laughs> little women um, Actually, but, i do i do i do want to talk more about this real quick we have to take a quick break uh get a word from our sponsor be right back wouldn't it be great if every clothing store you shopped at had your size what styles you liked and the price that you wanted well good news there is a company focused on making that very thing happen. And that, of course, is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is a personal styling company that makes getting the clothes you love effortless. It's a completely different way to shop that's all about you. Every time to get started, go to stitchfix.com slash dudesoup to set up your profile and they'll deliver great looks personalized just for you in your color, styles, and budget. You pay a $20 styling fee for each fix, which is credited towards anything you keep. Schedule at any time. There's no subscription required. Plus, shipping returns and exchanges are easy and free. Stitch Fix does the hard work for you, making great style effortless for everybody, including men, women, and kids. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash dudesoup, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com slash dudesoup for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash dudesoup. Thank you, Stitch Fix. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, we're back talking about the the video game life balance, which is Xbox, uh, Xbox consuming us. all of our lives. Well, I, I I I fully agree with you, James. Where the Switch is like the it it is like a nice sign of the future, right? This thing mm-hmm. that you can take anywhere, you can move around, and I'm finding I have less and less time in my life to play games ever. I, mm-hmm. One day I'll get through this control DLC. Um, I'm not having any time doing it, but uh, yeah, like this setup, this thing is weird to me. Like it's, you know, my phone on with a controller, but I can play all my Xbox games on it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. And it's, we're going to laugh at this in 20 years um, or maybe five. Or it'll but, be the standard. 
Well, and and for someone that doesn't even own a console, they're just going to be playing their Game Pass games on it. Like it's almost like Microsoft's yeah. like, let's remove the Xbox from the equation, even. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I I had this theory, man, back before the Xbox One was being announced. I I assumed um, PlayStation and Xbox were going to just become apps. Uh, it, mm. You know, I, I was I I jumped the gun and said it way too early, but. Yeah, that you can play all the Xbox games exclusive now on your if you have an Android phone because Apple's a you know bag of dicks, but you can now just pay five bucks a month. I think that's what it is, right? For Games Pass, I think so. Yeah, and you can just play them all on your phone with like that setup. Like you could have an Xbox for five dollars a month. Tiers. Mm-hmm. There might be tiers to Game Pass. I'm not really sure. I can't. Recall. Yeah, I, I, they do have. A, I know there's like Gold and Gold Plus and all yeah, that. Ultimate, what a silly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, gold standard. So again, gold. this is not an advertisement for Game Pass. It just—it's <laughs> just, it's just yeah. kind of—it's just kind of cool. Like it's—it's yeah. it's one of those things where I feel like we have to disclose that we get these controllers. But then, if we—even if we didn't—I think we'd be jazzed about it. I didn't know I was getting a controller, and you can go back and find times for me saying, me pleading with this being what games eventually be like in the future. So, like, I mean, Stadia. Mm-hmm. It's like I think all of us were like, if this worked, this would be great. What was the one before Stadia? Oh, uh, Guy Kai, sp- or on no, live. before that, on live. I played yeah. Split Second on on live, and I, it, it was terrible. And I was like, "Man, if this worked, this would be the best." Um, <laughs> hey, is that a Steam controller? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have. A, I do have a Steam controller. Um, oh, Steam Box is what I'm actually like thinking of, which is another unfortunate a Steam Box. Steam- uh, oh, some people still use Steam Boxes for their. What do you mean a Steam Machine? Steam machine. Steam machine. Why yeah. did I call it a steam? Did we jokingly call orange it a steam box? box? No, it's we, not orange. Not because of orange box, but did we jokingly just call it we, steam box? We called it a steam box, and then they called it a steam machine, which is also the name of the Daft Punk song. <laughs> but mm-hmm. no one knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, I was looking it up. So the the plans right now for Games Pass is actually fifteen dollars a month, which is I think what Netflix costs. Roughly, yeah. Now. I think if you're uh, getting the highest tier of Netflix, it's fifteen. You want that four K? Yeah, and that comes with Xbox Live Gold, which they claim is a ten dollar value, or you can get it on just PC or console for ten dollars a month. But yeah, for fifteen dollars a month, that's their. I think that that's so. Yeah, they they did their premium console, their sub console, or you just pay for the service, which is this seems like a better, way better version of on live. To me, obviously, because mm-hmm. um, it also works. We've we've tried the services before and stuff, and done the um, the beta. What's it called? The just the game's pass beta, or whatever the streaming thing. Mm-hmm. The, the X Cloud. Sorry, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it's weird how it all works. But I mean, I played Killer Instinct on it, which is a fighting I, game, which is like like other than maybe a shooter, some of the most like best testing you can do to see how the quality of a game's internet connection and latency and stuff. And so mm-hmm. that, but killer instinct, wasn't it like it had some insane net code or something like that? I remember. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is notorious in the fighting game community for having really good net code. Mm-hmm. As so. opposed to the street fighter one where the community fixed it for them. And they said, no bad. And <laughs> no. ended up using yeah, we're it. We're going to anyway. change that back. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's insanity. But um, yeah, I, I think, I, what do you guys think? You think Microsoft's going to take that crown back, which they kind of got on accident uh, with the 360 days when right. they were on top of the world? I mean, I still don't think that there's any crown to take. This is not Fall Guys topical reference. <laughs> this is this is if Fall Guys was 
whoever can make it to the last round and then everyone's awarded winner. Yeah, I have to say that I think they're competing in two different buckets now, especially if Microsoft is seemingly using Game Pass to target a more mobile audience, an audience that doesn't necessarily have to buy into their console ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just maybe two different arenas now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, they also, it's not like they, they got rid of the console, too, you know? They've still got the console. It's this, still there. I, I still feel like this is, I, I said this last time, but I feel like this might be the last one. Did like you is... see? Sorry, Adam. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, I, because I of latency, I, I messed up talking. What were you saying? This is the last. <laughs> there's one. no. There's is no latency the in the mm-hmm. in the X Cloud. No, I I just yeah. I'm I'm wondering if the future is uh like James thinks, where it's it's going to be a stick. You know, there's it. still time. There's I still put time. It in my butt. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, did you guys see these Xbox stats that are floating around? That the no. Xbox, the, the title conventions are so confusing between the Xbox <sighs> One X, the Xbox Series X, that I guess revenue for the Xbox One X is shooting up because oh. people like people think I, they're I, getting I think, the right one. Yeah, getting the new you one. can Google it if you want. But like there's just so much confusion or and I mean, especially come this holiday season, if you're a grandma and you're trying to sort this out, man, that's a. Whole can of worms. I wish I could just send a comic book. Already, Microsoft. It seems like there's some direct correlation between people being confused. Yeah, Mm -hmm. about the nomenclature. I mean, this this has sort of happened with the Wii U, right? Like, I my boy wants the Wii U, and like, here's the Wii. Looks Mm -hmm. good to me, and they get a Wii instead of the Wii U. The the naming convention of Xboxes at this point is what I consider to be the equivalent of a television show that features video games where the video game, the writing about the video game is wrong or it's two people with a controller playing a single player game. Like there is someone present who should raise their hand and say, this is a disaster and we <laughs> we can we can do let's just take two minutes and figure out a solution yeah. to this except james when they have that conversation it turns into a who's on first routine yeah yeah, uh, yeah. well sure yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I just i just sent you the uh the the guide where it's a picture of an xbox you know an original xbox and then there's mm-hmm. a box of an xbox so it goes one xbox one xbox box one xbox one one xbox one box mm-hmm. it just keeps going <laughs> and, one one thousand xbox yeah but now we got Series X and S and, mm-hmm. you know, n- n- neither one really clarifies whether it's a digital edition or it has yeah. one with a disc tray. It's no. it's going to be pandemonium, the, the holiday with grandparents. Yeah. Which, which I guess kind of excites me. I, <laughs> I look, <laughs> Let I look the for- boomers feel around a bit. <laughs> I, I look forward to the um, a lot of the posts and like confused children, how far we've come from the N64 kid on mm-hmm. Christmas being excited because. It was simple and you knew what it was and you knew what it did. You mm-hmm. knew what a Nintendo was and you knew what a PlayStation was. And that was it. Yeah. Now you open it. You got to check the specs well, before you get excited. I mean, even beyond that, the, the the kid who was the Nintendo 64 kid now is the, his equivalence in, in 2020 has his own credit card and ordered it, pre-ordered it because his parents didn't know what was going on. And they don't so he got it him. for himself. Yeah. Because they, they're never that's around. They, they, that's a surrogate. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And Christmas well, is over. Yeah. Um, actually, somewhat related, there's another story that the uh, so the PlayStation 5 digital edition uh, stock was reported to be far lower than the standard PS5. Uh, so essentially, Sony underestimated uh, how many people wanted the digital edition. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were only about 20% of those compared to the other, the, of the digital version. You know, and so, yeah, that's cause in 2013, Sony goofed us. They said, you want to share games with your friend? Just hand them to them. Mm-hmm. Goof on you, Microsoft. We don't need a diskless version. Mm-hmm. I remember Yet. And now they're like, I guess we did. I guess yeah. people <laughs> did want that. Um, it's also they cheaper. didn't want it five years ago. Yeah. I, I will say as someone that when all hell broke loose pandemonium across the internet and pre-orders pre-orders were leaking early across retailers i of course went to target and was spamming uh and bought a ps5 and i bought the disc drive i bought the oh the other how else will you watch clue you asked how else will we hold up the cinder blocks that make up our coffee Um, table (laughs) but it was an easy decision made for me because the discless drive wasn't available Uh uh-huh oh that that's actually uh what a lot of people are speculating is that people are buying the dist version because there was no other choice because yeah. they wanted to save Did money. Did they release the specs? Is it the same size hard drive in each? I believe so. So they're yeah. charging $100 for a disk drive. Yes. No let's, one's talked about how insane that is in 2020. Let's me Moving flaunt my parts. wealth and status. Yeah. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> to have a disk drive. Well, yeah. When you invite people over and go, now, you may be wondering what these things are on my wall. <laughs> when you invite people over and they all stub their toe because you don't have any more. It doesn't fit on your entertainment center, so it's just on your floor. You know what I miss is the era, the simpler times of red-ringing Xboxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one story that I under. love I love that never left me was uh, someone sent their, their de- Xbox to get repaired because it red-ringed. And then when they opened it up, they found a chip bag inside. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It was a, a refurbished or used. It was a new Xbox. They what? claimed, and they found a chip bag inside. That's like when I bought my first car and it broke down. So then I I opened it up and then, or I went to replace the radio to access some electric electrical stuff, and there it was just crammed full of Mexican newspapers. Oh, wow. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I I read ringed a friend's Xbox. He was just letting me borrow it basically indefinitely. And I think I posted a picture. This is how long ago it was. It was like on MySpace, where I'm like, "Oh, me too." And he saw it and goes, "Is that my Xbox?" And I went, "Ah, oh. uh, <laughs> delete, so, delete." Yeah. Oh, it's well, on the internet forever. Well, I handled the repair and everything, and then he he replied, uh, "If you could give that back to me, that'd be great." And then I went, "Okay, fine." Well, so I went out and bought an Elite. Remember that when it was mm-hmm. even that was less confusing than the X and S and everything mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. yeah. It was elite. You knew what it was. It was. They have colors now. They brought back the colors. Do I want one? Yes. <laughs> Do I understand it? No. Did any of yeah. you guys get one? Xbox the creators no. went out. No, I no. haven't because I just did the PlayStation Five and it. <sighs> yeah, I got I, one. I, honestly, it looks I, like a controller that I can split in half. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I I guess right now because yeah I, I feel like I'm I'm more focused on PC and I guess phone these days and Switch maybe. Um, I'm, I'm not in a rush to buy the new consoles. I don't know how you, I, I was actually kind of surprised at least that you were in a rush to buy the PS5. I, was I surprised can't think too. of a game. Really? I mean, it's until play, I what, shared new... credit card buzzed on my phone. <laughs> and I went, what happened? <laughs> I don't have my own credit cards. Nope. All that. Shared. All that to play Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, all that to play Spider-Man. Yeah. Did you get any games? Oh, uh, well, hang on. I gotta go. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Last of Us call. Remastered. Uh, you can finally watch Sucker Punch on Blu ray. <laughs> yeah. 
Will I will I finally beat Shadow of the Colossus when it comes to PS5? <laughs> I wonder. I keep getting a little further with every generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, start on PS2, way too chunky for me. PS3 played a little bit better. PS4 got pretty far. Mm-hmm. I think I think PS5 is is my year. I'm I gonna finally do it. This is finally with the launch of the PS5 when they're gonna announce that release date for Agent. I know it. <laughs> I, I wish someone in the community would make a super compilation of all the times I like to do Agent references because it's my mm-hmm. it's my favorite defunct um, game for for those who were born in the last 20 years at least what is agent it was supposed to be a rock star title that was uh announced during i think an e3 mm-hmm. and then it just kept getting strung along for years and years mm-hmm. and nothing it nothing. was the last guardian of our generation which was also the last guardian of our generation <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward to the last guardian remake on ps5 <sighs> i think i think i'll finally not, play it not great uh, I I was oh yeah I remember you guys weren't crazy about unfortunate. it unfortunate yeah. Dis- yeah. I don't know I, I read an interesting thing uh, the uh, was it super giant guys were doing a AMA and they were talking about someone asked him if Pyre was ever going to come to Switch uh, that's a game that I've been that, wanting but was I don't, that the basketball that game was like, yeah the yeah. fantasy sports or whatever mm-hmm. yeah I like fantasy that. football yeah I the- I've heard nothing but good things and I've been meaning to play it but that's like that's like a perfect Switch game right yeah like mm-hmm. you play on the go. And uh, I believe it was uh, Greg Savin said, like, oh, like we we have been putting so much work into Hades. We don't have the bandwidth to do that. And the game was created before the switch was even announced. So the amount of work they would have to do to port it doesn't really make sense. But uh, I'm one of those people who are like, please, please port it. That'd be that'd be fun to play on the go. But mm-hmm. yeah, I enjoyed that yeah. a lot. Hades is fun because I played it like eight months ago or whatever. I was like, man, this game's so much fun. This is so cool. And they were like, more Hades updates coming. And it was like version 0.7 or whatever. I was like, oh, I mean, it feels like they could just release this good game. And I was literally thinking about it like two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, then maybe that'd be a fun game for me to just like play and kill some time or whatever. Tub. In the tub. No, like, <laughs> but like, I was like, oh, I should pick back up Hades because that was kind of a fun game. And it, it has a more satisfying rogue roguelike churn. And some mm-hmm. of the other ones, and then they and then there was like an announcement, and they're like, "All right, it's done. <laughs> yeah, it's out it, now." And then it finally recently, yeah. got like reviewed, and everyone's like, "It's great!" And now people are like playing it and like streaming it and stuff, and they're like, "It's great!" And I'm like, "I mean, yeah." And it was eight months ago, mm-hmm. but it makes me want to play it again. You were on the cusp. I was. I by the time I found it, I was late to Hades. Okay. I will. I will never admit to being a trendsetter in that fashion. I think there are like we three were... updates. I think we were there. I think they announced Psychonauts 2 the same day as Hades. Except oh, Hades yeah, was yeah, like, they it's, they're like, it's out now. It's early mm-hmm. access, which was a first for them for Supergiant. Yeah. And it, it harkened more kind of back to Bastion, uh, the first game they put out, which, I mean, all their games have been fantastic. I just, I couldn't get into Transistor. Uh, mm. I don't, I, there's something I couldn't get over. Like the interface confused the hell out of me, but it's a game I mm. want to pick back up. Yeah, so many games, I think it's Second Lives on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Saints really... Row. <laughs> uh, there's a mafia reboot <laughs> coming somewhere. Crisis. I, I I just mean some of these like kind of smaller indie games where it's a really intimate experience, mm-hmm. and just being able to do it on a handheld is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean playing in a, the tub. There's a ton of things that I, I go trolling through uh, uh, Steam early access and uh, trolling. 
trolling trolling Tro- yeah tr- uh, well um, fishing I, I guess yeah. and so and, and there's a ton of times where i'm like why would anyone play pay for this unless it was on your switch <laughs> yeah it's really hard for me to to uh, there are lots of games that i look at and i'm like ooh, but i don't really want to sit on a laptop or at my computer i would, mm-hmm. I would love to like cozy up in bed mm-hmm. with my switch and play well you could with a steam controller and steam tv and steam box <laughs> Except, uh, yeah, oh, sorry, James looking at his watch. Uh, actually, there is a uh, a small game like that that is perfect uh, for the subject we're talking about. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. If you haven't heard that Dollar Shave Club has great razors, let me be the first to welcome you to the club. Stop buying expensive razors out of habit and start thinking about joining Dollar Shave Club today. Right now, try out Dollar Shave Club's Ultimate Shave Starter Set for a one-time trial offer for only 5 bucks plus free shipping. After that, you can continue to get an unimaginably smooth shave as razor refills ship at regular prices right to your door as often as you want. Dollar Shave Club's Ultimate Shave Starter Set comes with a six-blade razor with a trimmer edge, two refill cartridges, and one-ounce tube of prep scrub. Shave butter and post-shave do. My personal favorite is the prep scrub as I use it to help before I shave get all those ingrown hairs out, which is a real pain in the butt. And it really helps with the uh, trimming process around the old uh, face sweater here. Get the bottom and the tops here. So ditch your overpriced razor and join the club today with Dollar Shave Club's Ultimate Shave Starter Set for only five bucks. It has everything you need for an amazing shave. Six blade razor, shave butter, prep scrub, and post-shave do all shipped right to wherever you call home nowadays. After that first box, razor refill ship at regular prices on the schedule that you want. Try the Ultimate Shave Starter Set today for just five bucks plus free shipping at dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. Welcome to the club. And we're back. Can you guys guess the indie darling of this year? I know you're going to say Fall Guys, but it's not. Are you talking about Among Us? Yes, you've read my mind and the script I sent you. (laughs) But uh, yeah, speaking of like small games that are uh, exceeding expectations, Among Us uh, had a peak player count on Steam of 388,000 players, which is a record. Yeah, uh, it made it number three, the number three game on Steam. The game is two years old, by the way. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen it around forever. We've we've seen it. We've, Absolutely. The thing is, it's really hard for me to rally 10 people to play anything, like even at Funhouse. Oh, yeah. So you mm-hmm. see it and you're like, I also know those games. Like, it's basically just Resistance or yeah. Werewolf or Mafia. It's all of those games. Not that that's a, a diminish against it. It's the way they've managed to adapt it to this is one of the best. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy how like some people realize things are good. I've confidently looked at it 10 times over those two years when mm-hmm. I've been looking through steam for games when specifically for multiplayer stuff. Cause it always kind of came up, but yeah, yeah it, it didn't seem like it was, you know, it se- it did seem like it was similar to other stuff that was. Yeah. Out there. But this is a byproduct of our streamer culture that we live in. Mm-hmm. Oh, quarant- yeah. Adam has a note there. Perfect game for quarantine. And he's absolutely right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it just, it hit all the right check marks at the right time. Uh, I, I actually don't know the streamer's name, but it, it was like wildfire. It was like a, a gender reveal party essentially where the, like just it hit at the right time. People said, that's great. And then as you, we've seen in the streaming community, it's like, who's playing what I'm playing it now. And it just, it just spreads around yeah. and mm-hmm. it, you know, that's how PUBG essentially got started. Everyone's like, at home. Yeah. yeah. It, and it, it is also free on mobile, which I was unaware oh. of. It's $5 on Steam, but um, you can play it on your phone for free. 
the price point's so low. Yeah, yeah. Barrier yeah. to entry is so low. It, it. I mean, I always wish that there was a documentary crew that knew something like this was going to happen, and then they go to whatever the five people that made Among Us or whatever, and they're like, "We're going to document their lives six months before their game." Jeff Keighley's final hours. Mm-hmm. So, and Daniel so, Dwyer. Forget Titanfall, yeah. Jeff. Because like I, I I don't know anything about the dev, but like I assume it was just a small little indie thing that they went after, and then when it explodes like this, it's like how do you accommodate that? How does it actually transit? I mean, with that many players, if you get five dollars per, you know, they I, ideally they recoup their cost, and they're now mm-hmm. they're going to be able to do this full time if they weren't already, which is all awesome for those devs. But how does that change? The, how do you go like? Like even Fall Guys was maybe better prepared because they had a launch, they had marketing, mm-hmm. you know, they had a publisher, they had all these things. Whereas this team, I, they're just probably like, oh my god, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. um, what do we do now? How do we do this? Yeah. You know, but I'm happy for them. Oh yeah. Same with Fall Guys because Fall Guys, you can just kind of tell from their PR presence that they seem like they're player conscious. They have a, a pretty great back and forth with the community. Mm-hmm. When when accessibility was in a question, they tackled that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's I think it's a situation too where it's some of these developers that are maybe deserving of this level of success. Yeah, or I, th- I think it, it's, which it's is nice. It's good to see this stuff. Um, and to to your point, uh, James, they they actually they did try doing that whole documentary team thing. It's just tough because the last time they did it was for Agent. And that mm, that guy's still filming the documentary. He's he's, he's like Tom Hanks hey. in Terminal. He's stuck. You can't leave until know. the game is done. Well, sometimes you do know. If it's garbage, it's garbage. But you never know when then when your game might be the next game. Release the agent files. Provided <laughs> it's a time tested format that's easy to understand and easy to play. No man's sky. Could be any yeah. game. Could well, be anything. I think it, that reminds me of like Evolve. That was the game that like. We it was like the avatar of video games. Like this is gonna succeed because we're gonna make it succeed. Mm-hmm. It was it felt like shoved down your throat of like evolve is gonna be the biggest mm-hmm. best it's gonna be esports is this and everyone played it got tired of it and then moved on. Well, I think the bigger thing is you picked it up and then you were like I'm a little confused as to what to do, mm-hmm. and it only works if everyone else is working with me. Um. And so, Which gamers are known for. Oh, yeah. Which, that's <laughs> uh, always my favorite thing when they're like, well, when we did it in the dev studio, you know, it went great because everyone was working together. It's like, all right, yeah. what happened when it got into the hands of a 10-year-old anarchist? <laughs> that reminds me, too, when James, you and I playtested Lawbreakers. Yeah. And there was like a glitch that some of the playtesters were exploiting and they were just murdering us left and right. And we're like, Okay, you probably uh, shouldn't do that because yeah, <laughs> and they're and they're just laughing like ha ha ha, having a great time. Like I'm glad you're enjoying this. Uh-huh. Stomping yeah. us into the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It it is it is uh, it is wild to think about this landscape. I I always do the thing where I'm like, man, there you know, for every one dev like this that hits the jackpot, I wish we had less jackpots and more just. And there is, you know, Steam Early Access. There are games out there that get more money than they would if they tried to go just hopefully find an audience somewhere. But, like, I wish we could more blanketly share some of that success, you know, so that because we are really an 
like like Elise said and has in the notes, like it's a quarantine thing, I think. But like, I'm getting kind of tired of the game of the week format. There's mm-hmm. always going to be the game of the week, though. I think. Yeah, it looks like Slappy I... Bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, there were two two things two things that fall in this category: Among Us and Cobra Kai. Are these okay. two things <laughs> mm-hmm. that yeah. existed for years but have rocketed mm-hmm. since some little change happened? A platform shift in the case of Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. exposure um, in the case of Among Us. For for those who were not born in the last forty years, what is Cobra Kai, <laughs> Elise? Well, it's number one on Netflix. I, so. I can explain it, but you're a huge fan. Cobra Kai, you may found be familiar as the Karate Dojo, karate run by John Kreese in uh, the first Karate Kid film. YouTube Premium Show mm-hmm. and uh, YouTube Red was a premium service that you could pay for that had all kinds of amazing exclusive content on it like uh-huh. laser team uh-huh and i think laser team 2 that was it was also on there we were but in the other than squad that wars show. squad wars that we were on check it out now i don't think you can Didn't um PewDiePie but, uh, get scared or something when they were trying to be a netflix they one of the things that they came up with was cobra kai which i always thought was like a cool concept where they got back ralph macchio uh, and William Zabka, I think mm-hmm. is his name, and uh, Hillary Swank to yeah, to pick back. I don't think she's in it, um, <laughs> but I don't think that it doesn't acknowledge that. It's hard to tell um, to pick back up in the world of Karate Kid. Uh, back to the Valley, where they are. But- so yeah, it's all Encino, all Rosita. But most importantly, it was a show, a YouTube Red show, and I assume no one watched it because YouTube Red isn't a thing and they're not doing those premium things, those premium movies anymore. And then they sold off the rights to Netflix and then Netflix bought it, put the show both seasons, which had had been out available on a different platform for however long, put them on Netflix. And then, boom, Exploded. it was number one for like the entire week. It's a nostalgia watch uh, in which the is US. really important right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's kind of similar. It It's similar, but way different than uh the way I used to consume Dragon Ball Z as a kid, which it was, it was on TV. They just played the same season over and over. And then I had that one friend who goes, you know, if you go to Suncoast and spend $65 on some VHS tapes, you could see what happens next. <laughs> yeah, like, except no one did. Right. <laughs> no, no, that's what I mean. Though. And then it was like, well, I'll just wait for it to come to Cartoon Network. And that's like, it's like the Netflix equivalent where like, oh, yeah. you know, you could watch Cobra Kai. Like, oh, how do I do it? You sign up for YouTube. I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> like, Cobra Kai's all platform. But here's the thing. I had YouTube Red. I could have watched it. I And I always said, I should go watch Cobra Kai. I love the Karate mm-hmm. Kid movies. And I was like, I should watch Cobra Kai. Just even yeah. if it's not great, I haven't heard anything. No one we, said a single thing about it. We but have like, a, a thing where this light in our apartment glows gold. And at night, it has also a reddish hue. And James does this thing where he goes and he stands in the shadows and does the crane pose. <laughs> okay, it's, kata. it's pretty funny. I do Miyagi Miyagi do kata. But yeah, you oh. had no interest in watching it. But then it comes. To I Netflix, had interest. Click of a button. But I had net. I had interest. I just was like, like it's not on my brain. I'm not programmed it's on to your think. Radar, man. Now I'm gonna go find Cobra Kai. YouTube.com search yeah. Cobra Kai. Like no way. But when you press one button and it's on your TV and it's like press now for episode one, I've been watching Cobra Kai. This is this is why when the world becomes a totalitarian regime, we're just going to be the sheep who let it come over because we're just this lazy. We just go, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to go through the I don't want to do the work. Just give Mm -hmm. it to me. And then next thing you know, we're 
that got real. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go that way. Oh, yeah. God. Well, uh, I will well, say this, though, in, to Cobra Kai's, uh, not that it isn't deserving of the number one spot of everyone watching it, but I did notice that in the month or so leading up to Cobra Kai coming to Netflix, three Karate Kid movies were being the the three of them were being pushed really hard. They were seeding oh. it. And I don't know if they were just seeding it to me based off my interests mm-hmm. that yeah. they have access to all that information. But I think they were seeding it to everyone, reminding people using nostalgia about Karate Kid. And then and then Cobra Kai started and they removed all the Karate Kid <laughs> movies. Right. So it's, it's like how it's, you can't find Dark Crystal right now. Oh, don't even get me started on Dark Crystal. Adam. Yeah. No. Give us an ad or a segue or something. I can't. Even you don't want to talk it. about it, or do you want no. to come back and talk about it? Breaks it breaks my sorry. heart. It breaks my heart. That's it is hard. They, they, There's nothing yeah. to say. Netflix, you betray us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I I was trying to do a segue earlier, and it just I came noticed. off terrible. The totalitarian regime thing. I was like, he's going to talk about China. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> we're going to be talking about China in a sec. Uh, but first, quick word from our final sponsor. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list already. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is always craving some froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. You've counted on restaurants. Now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. In my experience, the DoorDash app has been nothing but smooth sailing. Simply choose what you want to eat and it will be waiting outside for you contact free. DoorDash works all around the world with over 300,000 partners such as Chipotle, Wendy's, and most importantly, Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners and viewers can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code DUDESOUP. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code DUDESOUP. Don't forget, that's DUDESOUP for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Thank you. DoorDash. All right. And we're back. As you guys know, I like to do a little segment on the show every week when I host uh, trying to get through a little song called We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel, where he helps teach us some history. This week, I got a little graphic to roll us in. Take it away, Nick. Does it, does it have sound? <laughs> it does. <laughs> okay. Is he going to eat the microphone? Mm-hmm. He, there's a lot of great photos of Billy Joel current day at concerts. He's a uh, very expressive. Uh, we it's are tough because ahead. you know how Beyonce tried to get all those pictures of her performing at the Super Bowl taken off the internet, but it's only yeah. because she was dancing really aggressively yeah. and just giving it her all. I still yeah. think stuff like that, especially with Beyonce, who's been in the limelight her whole life because she's the queen, right? I don't feel like she goes, get those photos taken down. People. She's too savvy. She mm-hmm. probably saw them and goes, oh, those are terrible. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I wish those didn't exist. And then her plucky young assistant's assistant said we gotta get those we gotta get those photos down and made a bunch of calls that beyonce wants those photos down but billy joel says keep them up billy no billy joel says can can we organize a shoot where all the photos are taken from below my nostrils (laughs) and he goes i want the only the people in the nosebleeds to sit in the front row Mm. and make Mm -hmm. sure they're uh voluptuous women yeah hire that hire that busty young photographer i mean uh (laughs) brimming with energy young photographer He's Billy, Billy, we could do a whole episode on Billy Joel 
one of these days. But uh, today we're talking about the third topic in the seminal song, We Didn't Start the Fire, or or I call it his 1980s opus, uh, where he mentions Red China. Do you you guys know what Red China is a reference to? I assume uh, communist China. That is correct. Communism. Commie Reds. You win this round of Billy Joel Teaches History. I wish this was actual game show because it would have an end date. Can we do because it's it's been weeks. Can we so it was it was Harry, Harry Truman, Harry Doris Truman, Day, Doris Red, Day. Yeah, and that's gonna be Red China, and then next in five weeks it'll be Johnny Ray. <laughs> Johnny Ray, <laughs> I don't know anything about. I uh, I know very little. Actually, I did watch a, a bit of a documentary for this one. There's a two part uh, series I'll link below. Um, that was like it came out during the regime change in China. It's like. There's China taking over all these people over here in Hong Kong, the free state. And I'm like, oh, that's what a different time. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so James is correct. Uh, communists took control of China after a struggle uh, started before World War II and renamed the country the People's Republic of China. It was called Red China by the U.S. to indicate that they were commies. <laughs> so, uh, and we, we here in the U.S. don't like those stinking commies because I'd rather be dead than red. As they said, there's a lot of, you know, nationalism going on at this time the time is now is <laughs> what i always say uh that is a reference to chairman mao the leader <laughs> of the uh people's republic of china uh, according to chinese lore he's still alive and well and haunts on an island every- with tupac <laughs> <laughs> um, and then red china actually entered the korean war in the 1950s when it looked like the un forces would defeat communists in north korea uh that's that's about those are the bullet points mm-hmm. of the history. Starved most of the countrymen. Yeah. Uh, it At the time, they were uh, 700 million people deep. Uh, you know, a low a low number for the time. I think mm-hmm. we're over a billion now. In the, yeah. Uh, I think Joseph Stalin uh, has the record for uh, most um, deaths per his regime, but Mao's up there too. Yeah. Mao, not to I think be, it's, I think it's not Stalin. to be outdone. Well, I think it's Stalin, then Hitler. You would yes, think Hitler would be number one, but no, it's Stalin. No. I, and not to we be would like to remind everyone, it's, it's not a contest. So please stop playing. Adam, did you hear? No, what did you say? I'm not going to, to give someone an award <laughs> by the end of this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, yeah, God. Yeah, I, I always wondered that. Remember the film Frighteners? Of course. Watched yes. it like the, two, two months what ago. What kind of question is that? <laughs> I, it's more for oh. the audience, but the, the whole point, right, for uh, Son of Busey's, uh, what, what's his name? Jake Busey's thing was, if I kill the most people, I become the Grim Reaper. But then I thought of Stalin and Mao and Hitler, and you go, you got a lot, like, come well, on. No, he was he was a serial killer, and he wanted to hold the record for the most victims. Okay. He was already basically prowling around as a Grim Reaper. He just was trying to beat other famous serial killers for body personal kills i okay Uh, i guess my my child brain the way it put it together was that when you you as a serial killer or whatever have rack up the most kills you get to become this grim reaper thing no that well i can tell you my adult brain having watched it only two weeks ago or whatever (laughs) uh no he's just trying to beat he's like a weird crazy guy who wants to beat other serial killers body counts Okay, I that actually. But that I mean, is he does it a, pretty handedly. Like, I think he does it pretty close. To yeah. The end well, they to be, yeah. they go to a hospital, which is also kind of like cheating. It's like you know, is it is it really hunting if you're in a tree with a sniper rifle? 
you know, and like covered in like a a parka or whatever or a ghillie suit. Isn't that, isn't that exactly what hunting is? I my argument for hunting is if you're going to hunt, you should be dropped in the middle of the forest with nothing but a, oh, like yeah. a, a small knife and no shirt. Yeah, but the thing is, the cheetahs, they don't sweat. <laughs> so you can you could just keep running. Yeah, but it's it's a bear market out there and you'll have to. Yeah. What is it? Oh, I already forgot. If it's brown, lie down. If it's black, attack. Yeah, that's for snakes. Billy Joel taught us <laughs> so much, including that. Uh, <laughs> and you could always check out Billy Joel's music wherever you find music, which is most likely CD YouTube. Warehouse. Um, <laughs> Blockbuster Music. One that's of those services video. where you get 10 CDs for a penny. I, I saw a place. Oh, what was it? What Sun was Coast? that called? Oh, I don't Sam's. know why. Publisher's Clearinghouse. I saw <laughs> that there was some place that was a former Hollywood video. That still had all the like a lot of the exterior on it. I guess another video company or whatever had moved in, but kept the same Hollywood video sign. But cool. that company had gone out of business, and now it was being sold as a uh, studio apartment. And it was oh. like <laughs> it was like it has a bath, but no shower. Um, but there's a lot of living space. Yeah, a Batman <laughs> Forever a copy mural of, ter- of Carrie on VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to. Uh, uh, Jess and I went over, we did um, like a hike over the weekend. We stopped in Riverside to uh, grab some food and there's this arcade there and they ha- they just put all their machines outside. So people are outside in mass playing games. Um, but the one that stuck out to me was the Terminator Salvation gun game. Mm-hmm. That, I know the one. Yeah. It's just, it's weird because there's still relics of Terminator Salvation around. Like for the longest time, I think Magic Mountain had that roller coaster. Like, Based on the hit film Terminator, or the film we hope is a a hit, Terminator Salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except two more have come out since then, and they're they just keep getting worse. So I don't. Know. <laughs> and each movie yeah. tries to scrub the next from memory. <laughs> yeah, but the roller coaster persists, and so does the arcade machine. I can't forget because I'm forever reminded through mixed media, uh, which is our lesson that we want to leave you with here today. Uh, I want to thank Terminator you. Terminator being- gets married in the most recent one. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Wait, the Terminator. That's the one married? that that's funny. It's, it, it was funny because that one came out Terminator. Not Genesis. What was uh, it? Fate, Terminator. Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Yeah. And it came out and people were like, you know what? This is the best one since this is the best one since Salvation, which is like a weird thing to say. No, they're like, this is the best one since Terminator 2. And I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And I watched it and I was like, so the movie where Terminator gets married is the best one since Terminator like they call 2. Me Bob now. What do you guys have against Nick Stahl? <laughs> I thought 3 was good. All right, that's the end of our show. Thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Um, we got some cool stuff coming out this week on the channel. Please check it out. This is uh, Pacify, James's Ooh, favorite game. Yeah. Brandon oh. comes back. Yeah. That uh, game is so great. James uh, Wax is poetic about Psychonauts, uh, his favorite game. It's got a sequel, I hear, that's coming out eventually. And then, uh, I haven't heard anything. And then uh, we asked the question, will Spellbreak save the Battle Royale experience? The answer is no. We do, we do terrible. It's really bad. I recommend maybe not watching that I don't one. understand. Why do we keep playing new Battle Royales and assume that we're going to be good at Because one of these them? days it's going to hit and we're going to be on the No, cast. it's not the games. It's us. We're bad at them. Yeah. I will, and I will keep making the same joke in every video of like, we're going to be a Spellbreak channel now or we're going to be an X channel because we, we played Crucible. It. You guys haven't seen that video, have you? 
We'll no, go time. search a channel for it. You won't find it. <laughs> It'll never go up. It's going yeah. up on a rooster teeth. You'll never find it. That's fine. Trust me. Thank you to our first members and everyone who's watching. No, it's going to be number one in the U.S. on Netflix <laughs> in two years, our Crucible video. <laughs> but you will not find it on the channel. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.